Welcome to the U.S. Fire Journal Podcast. We offer views and opinions on the fire service around the world with no topic too tough to handle. Visit us at usfirejournal.com for all your fire service information. Now, here's your host, Jay. Good morning. Welcome into the podcast. Today is August the 18th. It is 2022. And just want to say today we have a a guest on board and and we'll be welcoming him in in just a minute. Um, Do want to start out talking a little bit about a future podcast today, of course, uh, is Thursday. We're going to have a podcast out on Friday and then another podcast out on Monday. And I'm going to be bringing in some more guests, but our, our guest today, I do want to get to him. And, uh, but we will be having some more guests, firefighters from, from around the country, some chief officers, um, a couple of politicians that I've, I've uh, been having some, some discussions with who, who have an interest in the fire service can talk a little bit about uh, budgeting and, and how fire departments can, can make, frankly, a, a better impression on elected leaders and so um, all of that will be coming up in future episodes and uh, now I want to turn to uh, it's a great great moment in the in the US Fire Journal podcast I used to do interviews on firefighter hourly quite a bit this is the first interview with anyone that I've done on on US uh, Fire Journal and uh, today I want to talk about a topic that I think is a hot-button topic in the fire service and if it isn't in any one place, it should be, and that's education. Um, in order to talk about fire service education and education as a whole, I want to bring in a friend of the podcast. This is uh, Deputy Chief Joey Edwards. Uh, Chief Edwards is the Deputy Chief of the Fire Department of Mount Juliet, Mount Juliet, Tennessee, which is located just east of Nashville, and it's part of just an, a growing, booming area. Most of you will know that Nashville's a, a hot spot uh, around the country. It's growing in size and, and uh, the money being poured in is just massive. It's also going on around Nashville. It's not just Nashville and Mount Juliet, uh, which was a, a sleepy little town founded in 1972 or not found. That's when the city was organized in 1972. And friends, now it's booming. Uh, everybody's heard of Amazon. Amazon has a massive facility in Mount Juliet. Mount Juliet is, there's businesses opening, homes being put in. So Mount Juliet is really, it's a growing department and uh, it's rapidly growing. And so without further ado, I want to bring in Chief Edwards. Chief, thanks for being with us. And how are you today? Hey, I'm great. I'm glad we could finally get this uh, together because I know we've been, uh, we've had some <laughs> challenges and uh, so I'm extremely excited today for for to get this part going because I know it's it's a lot of a lot of message that needs to get out there and and a lot of people are interested in this subject too. Well, they certainly are, Chief. And you know, you're right. It, it's taken us a while, and um, you know, with with schedules, and then I had audio issues, and then life just interrupts. There's a way that that life tends to take over things, and but it's great having you here now and. Chief, if you would, for our for our listeners, uh, for the bravest around the world, could you just tell them a little bit about your background? 
Sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, like I said, thanks for having me on. It's a, it, it is a pleasure and, and it's an honor to, to be asked and, and I'm very appreciative of it. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm who most of these guys you look up, you'll, you'll find a, I, I'm a firefighter at heart. I love it. I, I love what I what I did through my whole career. But I started my career in a, in a little you said a sleepy town. I, I grew up in a sleepy town in, in, in middle rural southern Tennessee, uh, a little place called Shelbyville, Tennessee. And uh Started there, worked my way through as a firefighter, um, ended up leaving after about five and a half years to go work for the Department of Defense, um, had had different training roles in that and working for the DOD, lots of different experiences, lots of travels. And, and, and it, you know, it was a good experience for me. And then uh, once that kind of got to a point that it was it was tough for family life. Um, I ended up landing a job at the Tennessee State Fire Academy where I started as a lead instructor um, and then progressed up to, to where when I did leave uh, two years ago as, as the campus supervisor for the state fire school here in Tennessee. And then and then was, was fortunate enough to, to, to come to Mount Juliet, as you mentioned, another boom town, growing place, um, very, very, um, you know, affluent uh you know community that, that that really supports their their first responders from not only the fire department but police and uh, and ems and and just a pro military community that really really supports it so that's that's how i landed here and uh and and i guess if you would call it the background it's been 20 plus years of different experiences and uh you know leading firefighters being a firefighter driving um, you know, running multiple different emergency scenes. My my career, uh, I've been so blessed to be to be at, at the at where I'm at today. Well, and it's it's interesting because you mentioned Mount Juliet, and and just as a uh, just for our audience to to know where I'm coming from, I I live just outside of Mount Juliet, but I can tell you I've been in a lot of places, and I have never seen a community that embraces their public safety professionals like Mount Juliet. These, you'll be in a, a restaurant or walking through a store and people come up and they're just extraordinarily proud of, uh, of law enforcement and of firefighters. And to me, that's a unique thing. You just don't see that a lot. And uh, I think it speaks well about, uh, you know, the community there and, and how they support their city and, and the bravest uh, every single day. No, I, I would agree with you 100%. Uh, a lot of the listeners out there, you know, just you guys probably experience it too, where you, you sit down in a restaurant and uh, you, you keep waiting for that bill to come. And, and that finally, five to 10 minutes later, you hear a uh, the, the waitress or waiter comes over and says, hey, yours, yours has been taken care of. I will tell you the one lesson you'll learn in Mount Juliet if you're a first responder, always carry cash with you because I don't ever know if they lead the tip or not. So I always feel guilty of just coming in and eating. So, so uh, I always try to keep cash in my pocket. Uh, five and $10 bills are gold here because you never know who's going to pay for that meal for you. Well, and that that's a great point too, Chief. I, I just think it's a, you know, firefighters, they, they give their all. And uh, it's, it's a lot easier to go back to the station knowing, not just with meals, but just the thank yous, um, showing up for things and, and just the way the community treats, uh, treats you folks. I think it's just a great thing for the community and speaks well for everybody there. 
No, I, I agree with you, Jay. And that's the other thing I was going to say. For me, it's the reason that I don't ever forget where I come from. And I know I'm I'm proud when those folks do that. And, and I'm proud every day to still be able to put a uniform and drive their vehicle that they, you know, that they put their logo on that door. So, and I know our guys feel the same way. Absolutely, Chief. And, you know, when we talk about education and, and education so important, I think sometimes we give it lip service, but, you know, you're somebody you've you've been involved in fire service education. I know that that um, you have a bachelor's and master's degree, which um, you know is something that uh, I'd like to see uh, future chief officers really mm-hmm. gear down toward. And but you know you're a fire service veteran. You, you've you've been around. You've been in different places. How has the focus on education changed in just in your time on the job? Oh man, it's, you know, if it was, if you could really compare it, it was really just night and day difference really in, in, in the, in the comparisons. Uh, frankly, when I started, um, you know, in, in towards the late nineties and early two thousands, um, you know, education was, was, I wouldn't say it was frowned upon, but nobody really had it. Um, and when I say education, I'm talking even to the point of certifications that we currently have now and where people are getting promoted off of. So not not necessarily just talking about associates, bachelor's or master's degrees or doctorate degrees or any of those things, but really even down to the certification levels. Because, you know, here in Tennessee, Tennessee didn't become an IFSAC state until 2003 and a lot of other states. Uh, really, frankly, didn't didn't really put much weight into it either. So, uh, you know, when you look at it and to where we've been 20 plus years ago and where we are today, you know, there's you know, there's job descriptions out there now that say associate's degree mandatory or bachelor's degree mandatory. And and so a lot of the focus has has truly shifted. And I, and I kind of I guess, Jay, was what I would think would it was it was there was a threshold, you know, that was towards. 20 years ago, there was a, that group of people that started in the 70s and the 80s. They were probably uh, it, it wasn't as profound then as it is as it as it became now. And so I think that's kind of where the change happened. And maybe I just came in at the time where that where that change was folding over to the new wave, which is what we have now, which, you know, everything has been focused highly on education, certifications, uh, you know, EMT and, and AMT and paramedic licensure. All those things are now focused in really, really good um, and, and, and really not, I wouldn't say it's providing, um, you know, a, a, a more comprehensive service, but it's just really a better service because people do have they have they're a lot more fully in depth now on, on things, as you said, experiences. Uh, and I think those things truly help, you know, all the way for, for the responders that, that are getting these degree certifications. Sure. Um, you know, and. When you look at it from the big picture, I I think that's when you can see the profound, the profound change, you know, when you step back and look at it. And I'm wondering at what point in your career, um, because typically people don't start off thinking, you know, if you you get a new job, especially as a firefighter, you're, you know, you just, you want to get on the truck, you want to go to calls. But at what point in your career did you realize, you know, the importance of education, this, this is going to be massive. At what point were you at when you realized that? You know, I, that's a great question, and, uh, and I'm certainly glad you asked it because, you know, I, I, I had to go back and, and think about that for a second. And, and I would say it was probably my time uh, when, I, when I started working for the Department of Defense. There was, um, 
you know, I was from a sleepy small town, right. That you, and you know what, you know, right. Your environment oh, yeah. is what your environment is. And, uh, of course it wasn't a hot topic at the department that, that I started at, but once I started, I would say, you know, I, your podcast always says opening those doors and, and challenging myself. And once I got into uncomfortable situations real quick within the DOD, I realized there was a lot of people out there that had a lot of education. They had a lot of experience. They had a lot of certifications. And, and for me, I was kind of the guy on the back end that didn't have those things at the time. And uh, I was exactly what you said. I was a young firefighter. I was fortunate enough to get a job at 18. I was fortunate enough to, to be on a truck and to do all those things. And that was my focus and the goal. Uh, but once, you know, 10 plus years into my career, I knew real quick, I said, you know, if you're going to advance, and of course the times were changing, um, into the internet based, uh, things we didn't, you know, cell phones really weren't very popular when we started, but they became popular apps became popular. And so my education, that was really self-taught to say, I really need to start changing the way I'm doing things. And that's, that was really my motivation. I actually had some good chief officers, had some bad chief officers too, that had a lot of different, uh, higher level of education than what I did. You know, they had sure. a lot of higher level you know, certification level than I did. And, and frankly, it motivated me um, just because I said, you know, I want to, I want to, I want to, I kind of want to, you know, emulate them or I want to, I, I see where they're at in their career and maybe I should do that. And of course, you know, looking back from the small town I came from, that was a big deal uh, to, to even get an associate's degree. It was a big deal uh, to, to be considered a fire officer too. And, um, you know, and in today's terms, you, you hear those terms, you're like, those are pretty generic. So it is amazing of where we've come from. Um, but for me, um, and, and, and in simple terms to answer the question, I would say about 10 years into my career, I learned real quickly uh, after I got outside my own little comfort environment that I learned that, there's a whole new world out there. And um, if you, if you want to, if you want to gain and you want to grow into the service and, and definitely want a higher level position, you're going to have to work. Right. And I know you're a football fan. Uh, I know I am too. And uh, I recall one time Nick Saban uh, saying that uh, coach Alabama, for those out there, for the two people out there that don't know, um, <laughs> he said that, that uh, you only grow outside your comfort zone. Um, and, and he was talking about defensive backs that, that had to learn different skills. And do you think that's apropos for the fire service too, that growth only happens outside your comfort zone? I think so. Um, I, you know, I, you know, this is kind of going off topic, but I'll say this, I I've learned a, a, a hell of a lot more about uh, my bad experiences than I had my good experiences. Um, sure. and, and I'm sure there's a lot of people that would nod their head at that too, that, you know, every time when I've had, I was assigned a bad a bad supervisor or a bad chief officer. Um, I probably learned from them more than I did the good ones. Um, and, and I'm blessed for that because I'm, I'm, I'm glad I had those opportunities. And so, you know, that, and that, that was the, that's just a mindset thing. And, and for me, it was a way that I just kind of embraced it. I said, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to embrace these things that are going to be dealt my way and we're going to, we're going to navigate it. And, and we're going to, we're going to learn from it and I'm going to personally grow from it. And that's what people have to do, um, especially in the fire service. Cause as many know, it's a shark tank, man. It is, it is, um, Absolutely. It's, 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 it can be a rough place if you allow it to be. And, uh, you, you, you just can't do that. Yeah. And I, I think that's a great way to describe it because it is a shark tank and, 
you can either swim with the sharks, you know, get better or, you know, well, let's face it, you're not going to be around long. Um, yes. I, this, this question is a bit of a two-parter. And I want to start off with it. As a chief officer, you know, and your area is growing. I know you guys, you've, mm-hmm. you've been hiring. Um, what is it that you're looking for in new hires as it relates specifically to, to education and training? Sure. Now, that's another great question. And, and a lot of people ask me this because, you know, there's a lot of people that want jobs. And uh, so, so you know, looking for new hires for us, we, you know, there's minimum job, job requirements. So I won't get into those because I don't want to bore the, bore the audience. But, you know, specifically for me, I look to see, um, t- tell me what, what you've done in your career, you know, outside of your education, look at your certification level. I look at their, you know, and, and a lot of the, when I look at their certification level and I look at their education level, you know, a lot of them will come in. They'll say, I have an associate's degree. I have a bachelor's degree or I have firefighter two already or I've had my hazmat tech or any of the, 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 the millions of different uh, specialized certifications that there are that there are out there. And uh, I look at that stuff, Jay, because I look at their determination level and did it, see if they stuck with it. You know, those are things that I, I always look at, you know, you had the candidate that comes in and says, well, I almost got my firefighter too, or, or I had this happen and I didn't go get it later. And that's all I need now. So those are the things that I kind of look at when I'm kind of evaluating. Sure. And if I look at them and say, did they stick to it? Did they stick to their plan? Did they, do they have enough uh, determination would be a great word to finish things. Um, You know, we like to finish things. And so um, those are things that I look for as a new hire. I look at their determination level. I judge whether or not that they, uh, they're going to be like what you said, able to swim. Um, some of those things, cause some of those things are tough to get. And, uh, you know, when they come and they bring you those certifications and they bring you that education, um, you, you, you find out very quickly whether or not this person's driven or, or whether they're just here for, for an easy payday and a pension. And, and, you know, as you know, and, and other thousands of cities out there they just don't hand them out so uh we we want to make sure that the person there is going to be a good fit for us and uh and someone that's got the credentials behind their name to to back it up right that that makes sense and you know one other area is i know this podcast likes to talk about it a lot and and uh is uh in the company officer development and things like that because company officers uh they really set the standard they, or excuse me, they, yeah, they set the standard for, for everybody else to look at and say, okay, how can I get in that, that, that front seat on the right hand side of this, this, uh, mm-hmm. this ladder engine, what are you looking for um, with respect to training and education with, uh, with your company officers or future company officers? Yeah, no, another great one. Uh, when you, when you look at, you know, somebody's riding in that front right seat and, and boy, it sounds easy to say that until you get over there in that seat. And then you probably either question yourself why you wanted it so bad. But, uh, right. you know, for, for, for me, um, I, you know, the FESHI model they put out, you know, safety and survival, mm-hmm. um, all these different personnel management, because, you know, they're going to be doing this job, Jay, probably about five to 7% of their full time that they're in the spot. The rest of the 93 and 90% of that job is going to be dealing with personnel management issues. It's going to be dealing with uh, computer related things. So, um, you know, for me, do they have, do they have online classes? Are they familiar with a computer? Uh, do they know how to operate the systems that they have in place? Um, are they familiar with their own policies and procedures? Are they familiar with those things? Because, 
those are the things they're going to have to relate back to. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's incredible to think that where we've come now, but, um, you know, in the education world, those things do mean a lot uh, because all of our systems now are based off web-based systems or they're, they have something to do with technology. So, you know, and, and it happens to us sometimes. It takes some learning and some education for, for some of our, as you said, company officer development because we have to coach some of these folks um, in, in how to be better at doing their jobs. Uh, and because a lot of it is tied to a computer and those things are difficult, uh, especially d- depending on the age de- demographic that you have. And, uh, you know, but for, for me personally saying, you know, I think, I think the way it's going to eventually go is many of these positions um, will be required to have associates and, and probably bachelor's degrees for, for some of these company officer the jobs. Uh, and I think, I think, as you mentioned, to start this, uh, this podcast off that, uh, there, there's uh, there's going to be a, a, a tremendous effort going that direction, uh, whether we like it or whether we don't like it. Um, sure. It's not something that you and I are certainly uh, controlling by any stretch, but there, I do think, I think the geared it's gearing towards that way. If you just look at the way all these things are happening. Yeah. I think it's, you know, sometimes, uh, sometimes you, you, you just have to go with the flow. And I think, in this instance, with with respect to education and training, I think there's this this massive wave that you're either going to have to get, you have to put your board out there and surf it, or you're going to mm-hmm. get left behind. And, and I know that's tough for some people to hear. Um, and by no means, I mean, look, if you put forth the effort, people notice effort. Um, and, and effort means a lot. But I, I do believe that the future of the fire service. In fact, I'd say the future of just about everything in, in this great nation is going to be geared toward um, becoming more educated, you know, enhancing those critical thinking skills and uh, being able to do things that, that, again, might be outside of somebody's comfort zone. You know, you you go grab a firefighter and you tell them, hey, I need an inch and three quarter line on the second floor and they're all about it. And that'd be great if you were doing that 90 percent of the time, but you're not. So in order to get that opportunity, you're going to have to learn to to deal with the, uh, the the digital space because it's real and it's not going anywhere. And no, um, agreed, agreed 100 percent with that statement. And, and as we look to the future, chief, and then I'll get you out of here. But I, I, I wanted to ask you what in your mind is the future for fire service education i know we briefly touched on it just now but is mm-hmm. there anything else you'd like to add with respect to that to that future? No, i i think the main thing jay is um you know people out there and i guess the the biggest message that i would say to people um don't limit yourself there's actually you, there's there's really zero excuse anymore because of the way that the technology is there's so many these guys and gals now they they're they're able to get education while they're working on shift uh while they're in the comfort of their home but just because of the as you said the future for it is everything now's geared towards online and these are these are you know accredited colleges these are programs you know even the big name uh schools out there they are making it so easy now when i say easy they're making it easy for you to get in i didn't say the work's going to be easy the work will not be easy that's the part that uh that nobody discusses but they make the process at least easier to do now than more than ever um because as you mentioned back in the day you had to go to the brick and the mortar school you you were 
we we had to do those things but now it's it's so much different and i think you know for the future of it i think there's going to be actual more opportunities they're already starting to get that way uh through even certification courses which i'm not a huge fan of uh i will say that i'm not a huge fan of doing certification courses online but even those are more attainable now um than than so it was even five years ago so there's online opportunities um, there's so many as as we have now. There's podcasts out there to learn from. There's different. Uh, there's so many avenues to gain information and gather facts. And so, you know, I I don't know. I, I guess the simple form is: twenty years ago, we were riding in open cab trucks that didn't have air condition and heat in them. And and today, there's there's computer programs that um, that tell us who doesn't have a seatbelt on. So frankly, <laughs> I, I don't I don't know what it's going to look like in another twenty years. Um, but I'll say this: I can guarantee you that technology is going to be a part of it, and and you sh- you should take every opportunity now to start learning and try to stay. Uh, on on that other edge of the sword, if you will, because y- as you mentioned, you don't want to get left behind, and um, and and it is it, at this point in a lot of people's career, it could be that sink or swim uh, mentality. So you're exactly right, but you know, fire service education isn't going anywhere, and uh, the 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 longer we go here, the more people that have it, their expectations going to be that the next one have it as well. Well, I, I think that's spot on, Chief, and and I agree with you. I you know I know. You know, you and I, when we look back 20 years ago, the things we're doing now, the the, the power that's in our hand in a, in a cell phone is mm-hmm. remarkable. Who knows what it's going to be in another 20 years. And um, But I, I'm with you. I, I don't care what it looks like in 20 years. You better be on board. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that's just the way life works. You have to be engaged. You have to be on board. Chief, I want to thank you for coming in and uh, taking your time to talk to us. And uh, again, I, I'm going to reach back out to you as as we go forward and get you back in here. And I'm just uh, appreciative and, and so thankful that you were able to come on and that um, our listeners get, get the benefit of your experience and wisdom. And uh, thank you again. Uh, thanks, Jay, for having me. We look forward to any opportunity and uh, appreciate this and, and, and all your folks out there listening. I know. Uh, each of us daily make the fire service better. Absolutely, Chief. And you take care. All right, sir. Thank you. All right, Chief. And we want to thank uh, Deputy Chief Joey Edwards for uh, being with us today. And that's going to do it for today's podcast. We'll be back tomorrow. Until then, stay safe.